<laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Don't do that. What? That's how it started. Don't do that. I don't. I don't think we should start. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Julian, and I didn't have sponsors ready. One sec. Since when do you introduce yourself in the podcast? (laughs) I don't know. It's been like a month. It's been so long since we podcasted. Probably like two months. What do you think? How long do you think? Yeah, definitely two months, Julian. Wow, it's been a while. I really should uh, check up on the skim. To get all the news in the daily email newsletter sent to my email completely for free with all the top stories that I need to know so I can be the most educated person just in basic conversation, not in general. Just come off educated. That's the goal. Word. Go to the skim. That's T-H-E-S-K-I-M-M dot com slash Jenna Julian. Enter your email. Click subscribe. You're done. And you enter uh, to win a big old gift card. Check that out. Also, guys, HoneyBook. It is such an amazing service to help you freelancers or small business owners, whether you're a graphic designer, you're an animator, photographer, whatever. HoneyBook is the all-in-one business management platform that takes care of all the boring stuff so you can be creative. Go to HoneyBook, H-O-N-E-Y-B-O-O-K.com slash Jenna Julian. Actually, it's just .com and then you use promo code Jenna Julian for 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Uh, It applies whether you're doing a monthly or annual payment. Actually, a super cool service for independent people independent small business owners. Also, guys, Stitch Fix. I don't know if you've noticed, but in the vlogs and in my life and on stream, I've been wearing some new things lately. You know why? Because Stitch Fix hooked me up. Uh, it is a service where you get your own lo- your online own personal stylist, right? Who, what? Nothing. Keep going. It's stylist, right? Stylist is the pen you use on a phone. It's stylist. It's stylist with a T at the stylus. end. Stylus. No. I get your own personal stylus. <laughs> No, it's a stylist. Um, basically, they send you clothes that they know you'll like, so you don't have to go shopping for yourself. It's very cool. Go to stitchfix, S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com slash Jen and Julian. Uh, the sign-up process is actually really fun. You answer a bunch of questions about your style preferences, and then, bam, they send you clothes. And whatever you don't like, you send back, don't have to pay for it. Bam. I'm laughing, Julian, because he was doing this while we were setting up for the podcast. Oh, my God. Is he doing but it again? I think this is the first time Marble has ever <laughs> noticed himself in the monitor. Oh, my God. So he's just been staring at himself. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture. All right. I'm I don't put think that... you're going to need to take a picture once this video is out. He's been staring at it for like Marble, who's that? a minute. Who is... Marble, Marble, who's who is that? that? Is that you? <laughs> Is that you, Mumble? Mumble, who's the handsome boy in the mirror? Get the dog. <gasps> Mumble, who's the, the dog? <gasps> who's that? Oh, Kermit. Oh, just, God. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. That if we do, if we do that noise, the Iggy's Look freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Marble. Marble, we've recorded like 230 episodes. <laughs> I can't handle him. Look at it. I think it's the first. Like, I can't figure out what he's staring at, but I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah, it's like angled to the right of the monitor. The monitor is like right behind our camera. <laughs> what is that? My bull is that you? Okay, good night. Weird. It's weird. Like he's seen a million monitors, a million camera monitors, a million, a million mirrors. mirrors, and this is the time he decides to look. Well, you, you know, know when he was a puppy, the first time I ever heard him bark, it was at his own reflection. <laughs> that was his first bark his at first himself. Bark. The first time I ever heard him bark. Because, well, I lived in Boston, so you have basements, and they have, like, those little windows, like, right at ground level, you know? And he walked right up to one of those little windows and just saw himself for the first time, and he went, 
And that was the first time you heard him? Ever heard him. Wow. That's so funny. Who was it the other day? Oh, Jolene. Jeff's dog was watching TV. Jolene. She literally watches TV. (laughs) I could not believe it. So we're going to talk about Jolene's birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. You don't have to say that anymore. It's past my birthday. birthday. Thank you. We celebrated for like the whole weekend and all of our friends came and it was such a good time. We'll talk about that. But so they all went to go get tattoos and they drove out to like Orange County. Okay. What we're not going to do is scream. And so I was like, it's kind of a long day for all of the dogs because Jolene was with us too. Yeah. For all of them to stay at the house by themselves. Like they're okay, but you know, they're used to being with us 24 seven. So it's kind of a long day for them. And then with all, uh, like all the people staying here, you know, it's kind of a lot. So I don't want to leave them. So I volunteered to stay back and dog sit for the day. And so I was like, I took a shower and, you know, did my hair and they're all hanging out with me. We're having a good time. So I turned on the TV show alone, which is my favorite show. We should talk about it. Oh my God. I cannot believe I've been living without that show. I love it. But so I turned on alone and Uh I had them all like in the bed Mm -hmm. and uh, I laid down for a minute just to hang out with them. Yeah. And Jolene is like literally watching the show. Like she has like, she's a chug. She's a, a chihuahua pug. And she her is face the is like little dog. pushed in. She has these like <clears throat> big green, yellow, brown, human looking eyes. Like she looks like a person. And she has this long little wiggle body. And huge bat ears. And she's just watching the TV. And I could not believe it. And like if she heard like a wolf, you know, there's wolves in that show or something like that. She would just go, but and then she'd just turn and look at it like I feel like that he's staring at himself again (laughs) like these guys don't really do that you know if they hear like uh, the thing that gets them going is if they hear a dog like um, collar the leash the sound of like the jingle but they also any any sort of rustling in the bushes or the fences they assume it's a squirrel so they that's like sets them off yeah but I'm talking about like on a TV They'll hear the sound of like rustling in bushes. I've heard Peach and Kermit go like this, and they're like a TV show. Yeah, yeah but they have no sound- interest in watching it. It's no, the sounds no, sound that, that, like that get them going. The, our dogs do not look at the TV, and like you know, some dogs will watch birds and stuff like that. Our dogs have no interest in that. Jolene will watch TV. I think they're they're only the only time I've ever seen them engage in TV is when we play videos of, of them of howling. Them. And they think it's other dogs. Well, it's just the sounds. They yeah. like the sounds. But yeah, they don't watch. They do not watch. It's like they Jolene don't understand. Jolene was sitting on the bed watching the TV. And I was like, are you watching this right now? Yeah, it was crazy. But I've heard people have pets. Like I've heard a lot of people yeah. have pets that watch TV. Mm-hmm. They just get it. They're just a I little smarter. Yeah, but like Peach is smart and she doesn't watch TV. Maybe she's like, I read. Well, it's funny too because you'd think, like, if, right, if you had to hypothesize what kind of dogs would like <clears> watching TV, you'd think a sight hound would like to watch TV. It'd be visually engaging for them. Guess not. I get. I think they're lazy overpowers any sight hound ability that they have. Yeah, it's so hilarious though because they are such little loafs, and like everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Any they anytime must be so fast. Anytime we meet someone while we're walking them, they're like, "Oh my god, that dog is so fast. You must need to run them so much." They probably need required. No, dude, they're no. the laziest dog in the world. They want like one or two good zoomies. They appreciate. A they walk. appreciate a walk, like every dog. They want to run fast, maybe once a day and then for like done. one, two sprints. I'm done. And then they want to sit on the couch and, and like scream, be hot. Cry. Well, no, that's just Kermit. That is scream, not the breed. Cry. That is not the breed. 
That's just Kermit. Scream. Okay. But anyway, yeah, they're misunderstood. Come here. You guys are not athletes. You're loafs. This guy's been crying nonstop for like days at a He's time. He's having a Cushing's day. He's having a Cushing's week. <laughs> He's having a Cushing's life. <sighs> He's my guy. Anyway, we had a really awesome weekend. Um, so I, I've never done the whole like week-long birthday celebration before. It was very cool. It was very fun. Mm. You were amazing and wonderful and the best friend I could ever ask for. Oh, I love being friends. Um, Such good friends. It was funny explaining to like my parents, what, you know, what I, I think I was my, talking to my dad and I was explaining what I was doing for my birthday. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, um... I'm gonna have some friends come come into town and hang out. And he's like, "Oh, cool! Like who?" And he started to name some of my friends that he thought it might be. I was like, "No, um, we met most of them online." <laughs> and it's just like so crazy. We play for video them. games with them. Yeah, like you game with them. Yeah, do you talk to them? Yeah, for like ten hours at a time. We're like on the phone pretty much every night. Yeah, but it's like, and then they all came to town. We had people come from all over. It was, it was really wonderful. Gracie uh, boy brought you peppers and like chili powder mm-hmm. and will got you a pair of crocs mm-hmm. for your birthday will's will's my main piece will knows how to do it to him he does know how to do it to him. um then we had caleb come from mississippi mm-hmm. lexi is sort of local and then we had um chris and shan chris and shan our our main squeezes well, it's been three years in a row now that we've spent either your birthday or Shan's birthday, which is just before which your birthday, with Chris and Shan. Basically sp- spent some time in April with them. It's pretty great. Three years ago, we were in Vegas, mm-hmm. which was such a fun time. Mm-hmm. And I like that's one of my favorite vlogs because just the memories attached to it. Mm-hmm. We surprised her. Mm-hmm. Then last year, they came up uh, and we all got tattoos. You got your Chef Jennifer dinosaur tattoo. Chef Jennifer. From bowling. Mm-hmm. And then this year they came and stayed at our house and it was like ho- hotel J and J. We literally like, we were this close to having someone sleep right there. Um, but what we did was we just like turned everything into a bedroom. We got this like little fold out bed off of Amazon, put it in the, like our little gym. And then we put our air mattress in the stream room and two people laid on the couch and Chris and Shannon took offered, the guest room. And- I had hotel rooms. So I was like, you guys are more than welcome to like go, you know, have your own bathroom or like whatever. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, no, I'll sleep on the couch. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. If I was them, I would want to be part of everything too. I don't want to leave to go to a hotel. And we had 8,000 bagels here. We had a lot of bagels and a lot of chips and a lot of alcohol. We did something very cool. Um, with Postmates. Postmates isn't the sponsor this week, but we decided it was Lexi's idea. We were all pretty hungover. It was and Sunday. Tired. It was Sunday. We were, and we were Sunday's hung- our cheat day, even though we'd been eating and drinking alcohol all weekend. But Sunday's usually the day where Julian and I get our favorite food. So, so we did post luck, which was philosophy. like a potluck. Everyone get your favorite food and we'll eat it all together. And then, yeah, and then it all got delivered. And it was this mess of food. And we watched Game of Thrones. It was like all the way from the beginning to the end. It was a great weekend. It was really fun. And then when everyone left, you have that like terrible sadness and empty house. And you're just like, oh, my friends are gone. I'm so yeah. sad. But it's it's a good thing. It was hard to say goodbye, though. Yeah. But it's a good thing that we have friends that we don't, that we don't want to say goodbye to. It's true. You know, that's a good thing. Well, yeah, you're really lucky. I mean, I said in my video when we were making your birthday cake, which was delicious, by the way. It came mm-hmm. out really good. but It was very good. I forgot to do candles while everyone was here, so I did it on your actual birthday. Please forgive me. But we did eat it. It was really good. It's delicious. Um, what was I just going to say? 
I don't know. Like, I think it's as you get older, you just appreciate people's time, Mm -hmm. you know, and like what it means to see them and spend time with them. That's like the best birthday present you could get is just getting to hang out with someone that you care about and that cares about you. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. That's how it felt this year for sure. Yeah. And um, what was cool is like the last time most of this group hung out together was at TwitchCon and Mm -hmm. technically that's work. And so you're at work. But you're at a con, and so you do get to spend time that you normally wouldn't spend. You're you're grabbing dinner together. You're drinking a little bit together. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the same proximity, and so I think that was like, we we left that, and we were like, man, we really appreciated the time we just got with all of our friends mm-hmm. that we don't ever see. And so when you were like, what do you want to do for a birthday? I was like, I want to see them all again. I mm-hmm. want to do TwitchCon again. We just sands the con. Yeah, and we did it, and it was great. It was great. Yeah. Caleb got me a tractor. It's out back. No, he didn't. He got me some horses. They're out back. No, he didn't. The horses are not in the, the back. Horses are in the back. They're on the side. Marble. Marble. Wait, why are you why are you don't wake him up. I want to pet him. So Julie. I was gonna wake him up first. Okay. Alright. You can ask him. Marble, can I pet you? Okay. He opened his eyes. Now you Good can boy. pet him. Yeah. He's been sleeping with me like every night. Are you jealous? Oh, let's talk about alone. I want you to tell us about alone. I love alone. Alone is a great show. It's fucking so yeah. cool. Well, so I really like shows like that. Like I, I, The Wheel, This Boy Eating Jared. Like I'm always looking for shows like that. I yeah. really like outdoor stuff. I, I feel like I like to watch the content that is the life that I'd like to live, you know? In like, an alternate. How a lot of people watch like Real Housewives and like the yeah. Kardashians and they're like, man, that just seems really cool. Yeah. Like I really, you know, I admired their lifestyle or whatever. For me, that's like watching. It started with Mountain Men, which in my opinion is way too overproduced. These boys are just like doing regular shit. And it's like, do, 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 do. Eustace must plant his kale before this frost comes in or else he won't have a crop in the spring. Do, 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 do. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's take it down like a thousand fucking notches. But that's that's like the norm the norm for those types of shows. It's just very yeah, it's overproduced, just very way dramatic. overproduced. Yeah. So I was watching that. I watched the whole first season. Really liked it. And I was like, um, I was on Hulu because there was only one season of Mountain Men on Hulu. So I bought the other ones on YouTube because I really, even though it's overproduced and a little dramatic, it's I really liked it. Yeah. Um, They're they, good characters. The season one follows three grown men. Who are mountain men? One lives in Montana. He's adorable. His name's Tom. He's got a wife. Their whole season revolves around this grizzly bear that may or may not be somewhere <clears throat> around their property. It's very dramatic. The other guy's name is Eustace. He lives in North Carolina and uh, he lives off his land, which is interesting to watch because, unlike Tom, who's just maybe or maybe not fighting a bear, uh, he is um, only living off his land. Mm-hmm. So like uh, hunting and, you know, all of the, he at one point gets a cold and walks into the woods and starts eating some weird root. It's pretty nasty. Um, and then my guy, Marty, who lives in Alaska and he's a fur trapper. So he travels like in a bush plane. And he's the, the one with the dog. Fucking nowhere. No, no, no. That's season two. Oh, yeah. uh, Marty. Okay. Oh, Marty's the one with the plane. Marty. Marty. He mounts his rifle on the ah, wing of the plane when he flies dude, it. At one point, like, he makes... Okay, I'm going to say something controversial. I know most of y'all have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. But my guy Marty in Alaska makes those other two look like a bunch of bitches. Like, Marty is flying a bush plane into the middle of nowhere Wait, to why the is cabin. saying bitches controversial? I'm just... I'm, oh. 
I thought you were, I was all, ready for they're some They're all wonderful. Tea. No, they're all wonderful. But he, he basically is just like does the most crazy shit. He at one point uh, ran over his glasses with his snowmobile <laughs> and he has no like um, navigation instruments on his bush plane. So he it's, only... It's like the, it's, it's all analog. There's not a screen in there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He only flies by sight and he's got these big, thick like Coke bottle glasses <laughs> and he runs over him with his snowmobile and then he's like, oh no, lost my glasses, eh? Hopefully I have like a backup pair in my in my bush plane. He's like, I don't know, I can't find them. I'm just gonna have to fly without them. Like it's just so fucking insane. Like they they cannot overproduce Marty because it's not possible. That sounds kind of well. No one else is flying up there. I was gonna say it sounds yeah. irresponsible for other people if you're flying blind. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Like in Alaska, that's how a lot of people get. You hear about those one passenger plane crashes often because it just is something that happens for people that live in that state, not in the cities, and they get around, you know, to do their jobs. And he's a trapper, so he has to go to the place where he can trap animals. And uh, he has these big old tires during the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can just land in the yeah. middle of a field. It's crazy. But, so I watched that. I really liked it. And then uh, before I looked it up the second season on YouTube, I saw a show called Alone. And our trainer actually he, was... Yeah, we he told us about it. Yeah, but yeah. I had seen it and it was one of the ones I considered. So the next time I put on Alone. And it's fucking spectacular. The The concept is, I think there's 10... The first season is men, but in the second season, they have men and women. And they send them to, what's it, Vancouver Island. It's just the, like, it's a fucking cold rainforest. Like, it is so wet. It rained, I think it said 15 out of the first 19 days that it rained. So all these people coming in are, like, ex-military, you know, they're cops. They're, like, people that have good understanding of survival skills or they do it like by trade and they teach other people like Mm -hmm. that's how they earn their living and you see them just struggle to even make a fire in that environment and it is so devastating but the concept is they send 10 survival experts to vancouver island which is just one hellish nightmare of a place to survive and whoever lasts the longest wins and they're completely alone. There is no camera crew. They have to like essentially vlog their experience themselves. They are equipped with a satellite phone. So whenever they want to tap out, they can call. And a lot of them do that because of wildlife emergencies. So they're getting charged by a bear. There's wolves. There's that kind of shit. And, you know, for the first couple of days, their shelters are very basic. You know, they have a lean to or like a, a tarp or whatever they can just set up to get out of the rain to stay dry to maybe make a fire but that certainly does not deter a bear from coming up to you just because you're completely exposed um but the person who lasts the longest wins five hundred thousand dollars but like what a genius concept let's throw them all out there with their own cameras let's see if they can survive if they can then they're gonna go fucking nuts from being alone for that long they have to film it we'll just be on call in case they need help send us your footage here here you go editor alone make us money it's a really cool show yeah they they don't give them anything either they're allowed 10 survival items when they go out there and most people use like a knife a tarp a rope but they they don't over edit it and they don't overproduce it like they leave a lot of the moments in there of people starting to really sit with the fact that they're missing their loved ones and that they have no one to be with or speak to or anything like that and i really appreciate those moments of honesty that they don't cut out 
you know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's impossible to like while filming produce anything because there is no one. They have a literal, they're they're like lugging around these huge Pelican cases with, I'm assuming just heaps of batteries Mm -hmm. because there's no electricity out there. So they're charging, you know, they, they have to power these cameras and, um, but yeah, they, they, I like how they let it breathe mm-hmm. in the editing. They really do. They let, cause there's a lot of moments where you get, and I think one of the most interesting parts of that show isn't the physical survival, but it's the mental survival. Right. And you start to really get a good insight to certain people and, and how it just takes a toll on them and what it makes them think about. And some, they're like, they start talking about their life and they're telling stories and they're like questioning certain decisions and mm-hmm. they're like reflecting. And it's just, it's yeah. very interesting. Cause there's nothing to distract you. There's no phone. There's no friends. There's no, Oh, I'll just go watch a show for a little bit. I'll go do this. It's like, you're really forced to look at your life nonstop and you can't hide from it and you can't distract <clears throat> yourself from it. Yeah. And it starts to like really kind of break people a little bit, but in a good way. And all of them are looking forward to that experience and most of them get that. Yeah. They all signed up for pretty much exactly but that. But I told you like one of my favorite shots in season one is like the guy's just standing in front of a tree for way too long. Like you're just getting like, is he okay? Like is something going on? Yeah. And he's just standing there in dead silence. Hey! Did I scare you? Oh, sorry. I'm fine. It's day 15. How's it going? <laughs> but like, you know, you're starting to get like a little loopy-doopy yeah. out there because you have no one to talk to. Yeah. Why are you screaming at me? I just put you down because you wanted to get down. Now you want to get back up? It's, it's also funny. Like, you wouldn't last a day alone, Kermit. Who would cry? If a Kermit cries in a forest and no one's there to console his crying, what happens? Well, it's also funny. Like you mentioned that guy. The, I forget his... Do you remember his name, the guy you're talking about? Alan. Alan. So like he's a great example of Sick. someone who's... Not only like making the best of a shitty situation, but he is just a natural entertaining guy. Like he's funny, yeah, he's he charismatic, funny. he's very Well, I said to Julian, I was sharp. like, I wasn't a super fan of his in the beginning, but then I realized he's a pretty good vlogger. Yeah. Like I like him. Yeah. I would watch his YouTube He's a channel. vlogger. And it's funny because like if you strip everything down mm-hmm. from like a vlogger, you strip all the extraneous factors, all the location, the family, the friends, the money, the circumstances, all that down. All you have is the camera. That's what this show is, really. Yeah. It's like who can make an entertaining like story, really, about what's happening to you while in the wild. And some Sit. of these people are like... <gasps> Nasty. Sit. Don't. God, he oh. is... Some He's of these people are just very surprisingly entertaining in, in situations where you're like, how the fuck... Can well, you even... listen, okay, so if you were, because uh, I've always wondered, right, like when we watch Survivor or when you watch a show like that, like how would I do, right? Mm-hmm. Would I, how would I, first of all, I wouldn't be able to make a fire. Like if those survival experts are struggling to make a fire, I would Ain't nobody making a crash fire. and burn. <laughs> yeah. But if I was in a scenario where I could make a fire, it was dry, it was not that terrible, awful environment, maybe I'd be okay. But I feel like if there was no camera, it would be a lot harder because it does give you a tangible task as boredom really starts to set in. Oh, for Filming sure. and talking to a camera, like there's so much to be learned in those shows. Half of them, they're giving you tutorials and explaining to you all their survival knowledge, right? Yeah. It's really exciting to watch. But that kills a lot of time, like doing oh. that. All right, Kermit. just... just it kills a lot of time and it also keeps you like you wake up and you have something to do every yeah. day. No, it's I'm gonna purpose. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do my it's intro. It's like a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If the camera was not there, yeah. I feel like it would be a lot more of like a crushing alone feeling. Right? Yeah. There's Kermit, nothing going on. You might step on the audio equipment. I don't want him to. Kermit, don't step on the audio equipment. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 
Kermit, don't do that. I feel like though, if I was in that situation, like I, it would be really comforting to know that you have something to do, well, which they, is why they, I think a lot of them excel at it and yeah. do okay yeah. because it is someone to talk to in theory, even though you're talking to yourself. And but how many times have you vlogged alone and it feels like just a little better because yeah. you're not completely alone. You're well, talking. Yeah. It's, it's sort to of like an audience. Yeah. It's like venting to a friend or, right. you know, some people are like, it's my therapy. I get to talk to a camera or whatever. It's, it's that sort of concept. Mm. Yeah. But, um, like you, when, when some of them start to lose it, they're hungry, they're thirsty, sleep deprived. They start talking. I remember one of them was like, like I, I, I woke up this morning and I was really excited to start talking to the camera because I feel like you guys are my friend at this point. Mm. And I was like, damn, like that's this guy probably in his life never would have said that about a camera and talking to a camera because mm. that's just such a weird thing. But you're right. Like it becomes their their rock a little bit. I just feel like if I did something like that, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people would be genuinely concerned about my well-being, but I would be just fine because I really am that fucking out of control when I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? So I have a question for you. What? What? Would you do better at a social game like Survivor or an social. anti-social game I would, like Alone? Well, first of all, I would do amazing at both. I'm kidding. I would probably quit Alone. You because don't think you would do well? I think I would do okay. Like I grew up doing that stuff. Yeah, that's you know what I'm what saying. Mean? But I think I would do okay on either. But I, I like the idea of the that location with the wolves and with the bears. For sure. The wildlife is crazy. I would be lying to myself if I said I could excel in that environment. I just cannot. Because yeah. fearing for your life from animals without any level of protection <laughs> is really terrifying. I don't know how much they were told going into the experience. But if I was signing up to do a survivalist show like that and I read anywhere that there's going to be like literal wolves and bears like mm-hmm. right next to my campsite i'm not doing that i'm not even entering that scenario yeah no well, thanks i mean there's a lot of things you can do to deter them and to protect yourself but when push comes to shove if a bear decides that he wants what you have or he's hungry or he's not scared of you like that's it's game over it's you're curtains. not gonna fight a bear good luck but um i think i would do better in a social situation like survivor yeah well because i feel like the i think statistically the people who win survivor the most are like middle-aged women but in theory the people that do the best on the show are like the most well-rounded people. Yeah. So you have people that are relatively athletic, uh-huh. that you know work relatively hard around camp. They don't make other people depend on them. That they're relatively good socially. Like just a your person that five is, tool player. Yes, yeah. but you're not you know excelling in athleticism. Yeah. You're not excelling at, in the social target. game. Then yeah. Yeah. But if you're the most well-rounded person, they tend to do the best. I would say that's you. I mean, you're you're well-rounded. You you're well. I would say you're more athletic than most people. But you're also I don't know. The social thing is interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like socially, you're good with people. Anyone you meet like likes you. It's hard not to like you. But at the same time, you do I feel like possess a certain level of um, skill when it comes to like hearing people and like really listening. You know what I mean? A lot of people went to college. Well, a lot of people don't do that and don't know how to do that. So I think that, I think if there was ever like an actual advantage in your game, it would be that. Yeah. But I do think that I would do much better in a situation where there's other people because it does give you that sense of security. If you're in a camp with a lot of other people and there are any, you know, wildlife things that can come and attack you in your sleep. They're way less likely to do so if there's 13 of you than if there's one of you. Yeah. The, 
it's crazy to think that they're actually alone. Yeah. I can't fault any of those people for deciding to leave after one scary experience with a bear or a wolf. Like, I feel for that, you know? Yeah. Because it's where we live, we're the top of the food chain. But when you get in an experience where you are not the top of the food chain, that's enough to be like, I'm out of here. Because a lot of those people are saying too, you know, $500,000 is a lot of money. That's that's life-changing money Mm -hmm. for those people. Like all of them on that Mm -hmm. show. It was no like rogue millionaire being like, I just got something to prove. Like it was enough for all of them. to. Whereas the wheel was no prize. People did the wheel because they were just psychos. The wheel was the craziest fucking show. Like what are y'all fucking doing? There was no prize. It was just to see if they could do it. Yeah. Um, it was life-changing money for the, anyone on that mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And all of them that were starting to quit because of the wildlife things were just like, $500,000 you know, would do so much for my family. It would change my life. It would change our fucking life. But they also need me home. Like, what good is any of that if they don't have their dad or their uncle or their brother? Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah. not worth it. Yeah. Sorry. It's not worth dying for. No. But it is probably the only show that I've seen where people were actually fearing for their lives. Yeah. Which I don't know how, like, like how, how they, I know they sign away their life to be on any reality show, uh-huh. really. But like, maybe that's why I film it in Canada. Oh There's my some God. legal loophole or something. Oh my God. Yeah. And we're not exaggerating. Like, there are scenes where guys get actually, like, you know, like, intimidated and aggressed no that's not a word what's the word charged charged i got charged well that one guy got charged by a bear i'm charged only on by season bears. two there's like wolves there's it's gnarly it's like really fucking gnarly yeah <clears throat> i love it though yeah what it's gnarly but I, it's not as gnarly as I, doing i was waiting all of the business work that comes along Giant. with being an independent small business owner or graphic designer like honeybook Okay, HoneyBook does all the work for you. If you are a graphic designer or a photographer, you picked up a camera and you turned out turns out you're pretty good with it and you want to make a business out of it, you start a website, then you realize, oh man, there's a lot of business things that I don't know how to do. I just know how to do these pictures really fucking well. And I know I can make money off of it. Well, HoneyBook is there to help you run your business. Uh, they make it really easy to streamline your workflow and get your your whole entire operation up and running with a bunch of tools like calendar management tools, branded brochures, proposals, contracts, contracts, the most just annoying thing to ever have to deal with. Uh, they can even generate signatures, invoices, and you can get paid faster uh, within all their online HoneyBook system. It's actually super, super nice. Um, it's, it's like the small man's, the little man's, uh, little guy's, tool to become successful little guy or gal's tool to become successful um and the payment is flexible so you don't have to pay uh by the year if that's not for you you don't have to pay by the month that's not for you you can um figure out a payment plan that works for you it can be twenty dollars a month or two hundred dollars for a whole year and you get fifty percent off monthly or annually when you use code jenna julian when you go to honeybook h-o-n-e-y-b-o-o-k.com and sign up Use our promo code, Jenna Julian, and let us know how you like it. You can cancel if you don't like it. Do it monthly, cancel, no big deal, but give it a shot. Also, guys, the Skim, what a cool product that is. It's an email newsletter that comes to your inbox every morning with the top news stories and bits of information that is important that you know to go out into the world and, and be educated, and it's completely free. Uh, what's great about Skim is it's not jumbled up. It's not, there's no big 
pictures and ads and all that sort of stuff that you have to sort through, it's very simple. It's right there for you on your email and it's readable. It's just, it's like the cliff notes of life and it's amazing. Um, Kermit, stop licking me. So if you want to get better, if you want to be better informed in a way that fits your routine, which this does because it's so easy and convenient, go to T-H-E-S-K-I-M-M dot com slash Jenna Julian. Um, it is awesome. It is very helpful and you will find yourself just thirsty for more information from the skim. So check it out and you're entered to win a $250 Visa gift card when you do that. And also lastly, guys, Stitch Fix, up your fashion game with the help of the online personal styling professionals at Stitch Fix. They know what they're doing. You fill out a bunch of questions about your style preferences, clothing preferences, what you like to wear, how often you like to wear certain things. And a literal personal stylist will handpick items that go along with your profile and then they send it to you in a box. And you open the box, you're like, damn, okay. Julie kept everything. I kept everything. They sent me some jeans. They sent me the beautiful denim jacket. Mm -hmm. I love that denim jacket. They sent me a couple of, like there was like a thin shirt, but like with a hoodie. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really great. And it's a cool way to expand your wardrobe in ways that you probably couldn't do by yourself. Um, And it's nice that you don't have to go to the store to shop. So Stitch Fix handles it for you. Uh, You try them on at home. No pressure. You can try things on and see how they fit or how you like them. And you only pay for what you love. And then you send it back. Shipping is on them. Um, And there's no subscription required, which is really nice. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments whenever you want. You make the subscription. Uh, So check it out by going to Stitch Fix. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com. And use uh, code... Oh, sorry. Stitchfix.com slash Jenna Julian. Use code uh, that URL to get extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. Check it out or look, uh, hit the link in the description down below if you don't want to remember that. Thank, Thank you, sponsors. you, sponsors. But yeah, like I said, I, I think I like watching those shows because it that's, just, you know, my dream life is pretty rugged and it just it makes me feel like home. Your dream life is rugged? Yeah. Well, something more like Tom and Mountain Men. You know, like you have your house... And like those people hunt, I probably wouldn't hunt, but, um, not that this, I'm not judging anybody for anything, but like, I wouldn't do that, but I would like to live, you know, in a place where I could have some animals. Yeah. Like a big farm, a little more removed. Oh yeah. A cabin or something. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. I mean, I, I find survivalist stuff, like people who take that seriously and study it very interesting. Like Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that they're talking about. Like this one guy, I remember you were saying the guy from Boston or Massachusetts. He, Mitch. Like, he heard water, like the sound of it at a certain way, and he knew it was drinking water. Oh, I learned that from Bear Grylls years ago. Really? Yeah. Because remember that show where they would just drop him in the middle of fucking wherever? Bear Grylls, And yeah. he'd have to survive yeah. for like, you know, the night or two days or however long it would take him to like survive, mm-hmm. which meant he was always looking for, listening for water and then looking for any signs of like a road or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, pretty dope. Yeah, not us though. What do you think you would excel at? Hmm. There's no gluten in the wild, so you'd be okay. I mean, like, obviously, if you're in that situation, <laughs> your dietary restrictions kind of go out the window. You just eat to survive. That's like what yeah. it is. But um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like what one thing I would excel at is maybe being resourceful. Um, mm-hmm. And I think building a shelter I'd be pretty good at. 
I think I've watched enough of like survivor and survivalist stuff to mm-hmm. know little basic tricks to, to make things happen. Um, but I feel like once I would be out there, I would be, I would be more resourceful than the average person with the things I would find and stuff like that. Where I would fail terribly is night time and just being scared like a little baby. Mm. Cause you know, when we're in big bear and I hear like a coyote, that shit freaks me out, dude. Mm-hmm. I grab all my flashlights. Mm-hmm. I put on all my sweaters. You know, I'm scared. That shit's scary. Aww. What? Are you not scared of coyotes? A pack of animals, wild animals yeah, no, surrounding packs, you? Packs of coyotes and wolves are some of the scariest to me. I'd say I'm less scared of a bear or or even like a cat out in the wild. Well, yeah. And in the bears that you're even like in Big Bear or around here, like where I grew up, yeah. a, you know, brown bears and black bears. Like we used to go camping all the time. Like it's something that you have an understanding of, like to scare them away or that they're probably interested in your food and that you shouldn't sleep in the same clothes. Like your food should be nowhere where you're sleeping in your camp, like basic things to avoid that. Or what happens when you do see a bear and you you know squeeze together and try to make yourself seem bigger and scare the bear away. A lot mm-hmm. of those bears are skittish. They don't, they don't really want to like attack you. Yeah. Right. Unless they're like a grizzly Grizzly bear or a polar bear. Fucking forget it. Like forget it. Those, yeah, I'm terrified. They don't play by the rules. No, because they they will attack you and kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all set with grizzly bears. Yeah. But like the pack thing. (sighs) You know, a pack of wolves will kill you anywhere, any place, anytime. Like at least with the bear, I mean, even if they're maybe six, seven hundred pounds, that's like you know, good luck. But you, let's say like a like a mountain lion comes mm-hmm. up to you, right? A big old mountain lion. Yeah. Yes, they could kill you and likely would if mm-hmm. they wanted to. But in in essence, it is a one v one, right? Oh my god! No, I'm just saying, right? <laughs> if they're gonna charge at you, that's one target okay, that you have fair, to pay attention to. To be fair. If a mountain lion or a cougar or a bobcat or whatever the hell wants to attack you, it's going to do it from behind, like, way before you ever notice maybe, them. Maybe, maybe. Or, or, That's how or, they attack. Or, They're fucking silent ninjas in the night. Are or, you kidding me? Or, you spot it just in time to turn around, no, then it's a no, 1v1. No, Okay, fine. Not a 1v1. Okay, fine, fine. They're all perfect James Bond. They sneak up behind me. You don't even hear them. Fine. Say that happens, mm-hmm. right? They land a nice little gash on my back. No. Hold on, no, just... He's got his jaws right around your neck. No, but say he misses, because it is a 1v1, all right? So he, it's dark, too. How's he see in the dark? They're cats. (laughs) Okay, so maybe he sees pretty well. So let's just say he didn't sink his teeth into my neck for the first shot, okay? He grabs my arm, my back, whatever, my leg. Dude, I turn around... I'm probably dead. Oh, I'm ready I'm, for hold this. on, hold I'm on. ready. I'm ready for Julian versus a bobcat. I'm probably dead. Okay, I'm. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a very, very good chance that You're like one if of those I people, haven't already bled no. out, I will do it very soon, <laughs> and probably bleed out so fast that he won't even get to like bite another part of my body. But in the in this scenario that I didn't, I get to see him. I turn around. Maybe I have my knife, my my flashlight. They don't like flashlights, I'm sure, because they're... Well, yours actually can blind people. My flashlights are <laughs> fucking gnarly. So I flash them in the eye. You wouldn't have a knife. Though. Like, Let's talk about a real life scenario. Okay, so I have my you flashlight. You have your flashlight. I have my flashlight. But you do everywhere. not have a knife. I don't have a knife. Okay. Yeah. Flashlight. Mm-hmm. Right? I have multiple flash... If I'm in a scenario where there's multiple a mountain... Where there's a mountain line, I have one headlamp and multiple flashlights on me. Mm-hmm. Both are which are, are pretty like... They're, they're like rocks. They're so solid. They're like, right? So I would pop on all my flashlights, 
thousand lumens to the eyes. Even though the the your arm is probably in his mouth or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're. It's like listening to someone that's like, yeah, dude. If I ever no, saw no, no, a I'm, shark underwater, I'm, I'd punch him in the I'm face. All, okay, what? I did I'm not say that. I did just, not say I'd punch a shark okay. underwater in the oh, face. God. Have you ever tried to punch underwater? Julian, no. I'm saying that's like what it's like listening to your my self defense plan my, here. This is me. This is me playing devil's advocate and only trying to say that there's a chance. Whereas <laughs> if you get surrounded by a pack of wolves, you might as well just like say a prayer and say goodnight. That's it. That's not true. You have a chance to fight no matter what. Fight or flight. You have a chance. No one's arguing that you don't have a chance against a cougar or a puma or whatever it is. Like, Mountain of line. course you have a chance, Julian. No one said you don't have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> No, tell me. You can okay. scare a pack of wolves if you have a rifle. But you, you know said I saying? don't, like, though. No, Julian. What, what if the flashlight really messes with them? It's po- Anything's possible. I'm not saying you don't. But if mm. you're unarmed, you have nothing, and you're alone in the woods, yeah, your chances aren't very good. Mm. If you're just in your house, and you have a fucking rifle, or you have one of those air horns, or like shit that really scares animals, yeah, you have a much higher chance. Why didn't anyone bring an air horn? I'm, I, they do in season two. Oh, they do. Well, they do give them bear spray and a flare for like emergencies yeah. like that. I was thinking like uh, some sort of item that made a really loud noise would be nice to have. Yeah. Because they're always just like a bear walks up to them and they're like, hey, bear, go away, bear. And the bear's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the bear just keeps walking towards them. They're like, all right, I got to no, go. No. No. <laughs> no. No. I blow English. No. Just the bear speaks Spanish. They don't know what go away bear means. Well, we were in Big Bear one time and you heard a bear and that was the most scared I've ever seen you. No, it wasn't, dude. I'll, okay. You know, you don't need to just like put me on blast. Okay. We're sitting outside. Okay. I love how you said you got scared as if we both didn't no, scurry inside like a couple of Because we had the mice. dogs and I go, we need to go inside right now in the house. Go. We were outside of the cabin at night, like 2 a.m. probably. We had been drinking, hanging out, whatever. We go outside just to chill. Like, look at the stars for a little bit before we go to sleep. And then, like, it wasn't, like, rustling in the woods or, like, a bear growl from, from like, you know, distance. It was, like, it felt like it was in our ear. It was very, It was very, so close. They, I don't close. even know where they were. Probably in, the like, the corner of the cabin that we were sitting at. Very close. And it was just, like, the deepest growl I yeah. had ever heard. Yeah. And we, you heard it, too. Yeah. So I know I'm not crazy. And so we, we both looked at each other and we're like, time to go inside. Uh, yeah, I was fucking scared, but I, I've been more scared in my life, I think. Like that one time in my mind that I came in front, came, confronted a mountain lion, and he he missed me on the first one. Oh, my God. You asked me to... Okay, let me tell you where I think you would you struggle. check your watch? Oh, Julian's been rambling. No, 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 it, it vibrated. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you where I think you would struggle. Julian. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Chris have that thing where if we're all hanging out and the girls are just like talking late at night, and me and Chris are tired and we want to go to bed, we'll both just look at each other and be like, <laughs> Wow, great. That's so sick. Thank you for that. You know that. You've I seen like us engaging do it. with my friends and having conversations oh, with them. Oh, is that what you like? I don't just sit around in human meme with my buddies, you know? <laughs> well, I do. And then I get tired at an appropriate hour and then I chuck the time. <laughs> Um, I think that you would struggle. Oh, here we go. If you were in a situation like alone, let's talk about alone, right? Mm. Where you need to, you said you would excel at building a structure. I think I would. 
or a shelter. I think I would. I think you would struggle when you have small failures, which there are many when you're doing everything by yourself outside. You would let them really get to you, really destroy your mood, and you would get fucking pissed and angry and frustrated. And there's no one there to lift you out of that dark, deep hole that you've dug for yourself. Wow. That was so exposing. You get so frustrated about some things and then it just shuts you down and you just decide it's not worth finishing or doing. But it's not my fault. Like today, I was trying to make a Crunchwrap. I was trying to do a perfect recreation of a Mm Crunchwrap. And my stupid gluten-free tortillas kept ripping every Mm -hmm. time I folded them. They sure did. So yeah, I'm pissed. (laughs) What the heck? Why would I not be? I know, but like I was trying to do my radio show and I'm in there and I'm just, you know... You, I'm. I gotta like do a show. You gotta be like a, a up and like exciting, you know. And you're just fucking pissed, like right next, so pissed next to me. You're so mad. You start like taking other shit out on me, and I'm like, no, 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 okay. Jay, no, no, Whoa. no, no, no. All right, I take another shit out on you. I'm just like, I'm, I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what? What? What I do? What I do? <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to like. <laughs> I'm not taking things out. I'm just, I'm just. But that's how you take stuff out of me. You'll, you'll, they'll say something unrelated that's just like whatever, and I'm like, okay, yep, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that's happening, and you're just like, oh, oh, oh. That was my impression of you doing good, something else. That was a good impression of me. I feel like sometimes you don't always roll with the punches. Fair. As punches thought- start coming, and you start punching the punches. <laughs> I start punching the punches. Yeah. It's I think difficult. that's a good description like if, of Aries. Instead of things, rolling with the punches, you just punch the punches. If, you can't fight the punches. If things aren't you going... You absolutely can. If things aren't going your way, you get real fucking angry. Well, I... Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I want them to go my way. I would be okay. Like if I'm trying to build a structure and it's not going my way, okay, let's problem solve and make a different kind of structure. But I want it to go my way. (laughs) I know you do. I think that if you're alone and you have to only rely on yourself, that attitude I think would eventually be your demise. It wouldn't be that and hunger. Small failures. Just straight up hunger. I knew you were going to bring up hunger. I knew you were going to bring it up. Straight up hunger. And you just getting irrationally mad at inanimate objects for whatever <laughs> they did to you. Uh, it sounds like I wouldn't do that well at all, actually. It sounds like a mountain lion would be far from my undoing. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I would be my undoing. That, I think you would struggle at it, but I think you can get better, you know, because eventually you'd be like, well, I'm hungry. And if I don't go do X, Y, and Z... Regardless of how mad at I am at my knife and that piece of wood over there, I got to go make it happen. Like you are a doer, you know, but I yeah. think you would struggle with your frustration and anger when things don't go your way. So you think like bit. mentally I would struggle a little bit. Yeah. Mm, emotionally. At least I, I, I would hope that at least I wouldn't drop my flint in the water like that guy did. Oh, that and then sucks. I, he had to call. Oh, and tap that sucks. Out. That sucks. Yeah. What about survivor? What would you be good at? Oh God. I genuinely think that if I knew I was going on Survivor, I would I would kind of I don't know. I think I would own it the challenges. I think I would. Yeah. I think I could do well at those challenges. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Survivor with you and yeah. I think 
from what I've seen, maybe there's a couple, like a couple of the ones that really require shoulder yeah. dexterity. No, well, not for me, but I think for someone your age and of athletic ability, even if you were hungry, you would do like just fine. You know what I mean? Like more better than average because sure. they cast anybody and everybody sure. from all different kinds of backgrounds. Yeah. My undoing would be the social would, game when I'm hungry. Yeah, you would be totally fine at the athletic challenges. Yeah. Even if you were very hungry, you would excel. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I would suck socially when I'm hungry, for sure. It, you are so difficult to be around when you're hungry. Have you have you grasped that yet, audience, <laughs> from this podcast? Just ask Rome. Rome has, has to deal with it, too. When we travel and you're hungry... Oh my god! Yeah. So what? I'm hungry. I'm I'm not that bad. What? I'm not. Okay. okay here's what I would do. Hmm. If we lost enough challenges, and I'm there's one guy on my team who just just you would eat him. You know, he's eating away at me just because he's annoying and he's not doing anything, mm-hmm. and I'm ravenous and depleted and hungry and bitchy. That would be my undoing. I would do something. I wouldn't do anything drastic, mm. but I would do something to where it would jeopardize my position in the game socially, mm. and I would get voted off. That's what would happen. Because mm. you were hungry. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the reason, you know, physically that we lost. I wouldn't, you know, be just an outrageous person that caused drama. I would just be a really frustrated, hungry person that yeah. did something that would get myself in trouble. Yeah. You like semi shut down almost when you're hungry. Yeah. I can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Or tired. You yeah. Have no I, patience for anybody. Or I anything. suck. And that's, that's yeah. something that's a character flaw. I think I could yeah. be a lot better at that than I am. I feel like one of the keys to success on survivor in particular is being a non-confrontational person mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So even when everyone is making you crazy because you've lived with them for 30 days and you have to deal with everyone's personality and some of them are lying to you and backstabbing you and you know playing the game mm-hmm. as they should because you signed up for it. Yeah. A lot of it is just avoiding all of the confrontation that you would really like to have. And I sometimes like just taking the high road kind yeah, of. Yeah. I sometimes can be very confrontational and I feel like at <laughs> one point one of those motherfuckers mm. would just tip me over, and oh. now it's time for, for oh. us to have a confrontation. For sure. For and sure. that would get me kicked for out. For sure. You know, that's the most accurate thing I think I, I could think That of. would really get me kicked that out. That is so on point. Like something that no one else cares about except for me and this one person, and I make it into the biggest fucking deal in the whole world, well, and, and I just cannot stop telling them what they fucking did wrong and how it pissed me off, and then I'm voted out. And then you might be villainized too by the edit- editors. You never know. Like that. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Because all it takes is one person to snap once, and yeah. then it's like, okay, what are we? You know. Yeah. I feel like that would be my undoing. I, like some of the things that happen, I don't know how. Or even you know when someone flips an alliance, and then yeah. the next day they're just like, no worries, man, it's fine. I feel like I'd be okay at that for the most part. But until, some because I love the game and yeah. I appreciate that. You can, yeah, you can. Um, yeah. But. Like some of the just like interpersonal things going on, and like the girl that let the chickens go, yeah. and like you know, the, and a was lot like of, your yeah. only choice though is to just like vent to your one-on-one camera time, and then just like not flip out, and that's it. That's but your I mean, choice. with that all said, you're very you flip good. Out, you're getting you're getting voted out for sure. But like, uh, I do think you're also good at compartmentalizing things and and like living your life 
with these issues that you're not dealing with right in front of you. You're just like, all right, I'll, I'll package that up and figure it out later. Mm-hmm. You're good at that. You're like one of the best I've ever seen because yeah. I suck at it. Yeah, well, whatever happened that's upsetting you, you need to put it away so you can go do what you need to do right now. Yes. You can't Which, just like wallow yeah. when you're like, oh, I'm so, this is terrible. And now this is terrible. Yes. Now this yes. is Yes, and you're mocking and it. This and you're terrible. mocking it, but this is something I'm not that, mocking it. No, but I'm saying like this, you've never... I don't know. I feel like some people have, they struggle with that more than others. Mm. And you don't struggle with that. No. I did and do sometimes. And you've helped me. I wasn't mocking you. No, I'm not saying you're mocking me. I wasn't at all. But I'm saying like you being with you and spending time with you over Mm. the past however many years we've been together, you have have taught me to compartmentalize things. Mm -hmm. And like that's a very valuable skill Mm -hmm. in life. Just it it is. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I was not good at and I'm still not good at, but I'm getting better. Well, sometimes you just wear like your emotions on your sleeve. Yes. And I think a lot of of those emotions are very hungry. Yes. And I think a lot of people also do that (laughs) for a lot of emotions. They like, they can't quite function knowing that there's something that isn't worked out. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a, that's a learned skill. It really is. So I think that's one of those things that a lot of people on survivor, uh, they, if for the first time they're like, fuck, maybe I have to deal with this later. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to really just like put this, put this away right now. Yeah. So I think you, you knowing how to do that already is a huge advantage. Mm. But yeah, all it would take is you really having it with just one person. one person snapping. really pissing me off and then I just really go off on You go them. off on them Virgo style. Like you really just break them. It's done. Like <laughs> I say, I have the sharpest tongue when I'm mad. Like I will just say the most hurtful fucking shit because I, I'm ready to just give it to you. You've been stewing and stewing and stewing and you've pushed me to my fucking edge and now I'm going to tell you the cold, hard painful truth you beach and now you didn't want to hear it and i'm so fucking sorry but that's it and then everyone's like whoa and i'm voted out (laughs) whoa too far dude (laughs) damn why did she say that and then i go where's the lie (laughs) and then i'm voted out yeah Mm -hmm. damn i would watch that season as fuck Mm mm-hmm I mean, in an alternate universe I or do a it. simulation, I, I would love to it. see you on Survivor. I wouldn't do it. I know I, you wouldn't. I know. I, would eat the I know. Rice. Given our real circumstances, yeah. But in an alternate universe or a simulation, yeah. I would love to watch you on Survivor. I think at some point we'll be able to do that. Probably plug you into a simulation Will and you then get to watch play a Survivor? season of you. No, or even just spectate. I want Survivor the video game. Is that a thing? VR. But there's way too many complicated things that you could do. But well, it would have not. to be no NPCs. It would have to be all. Other players. PvP, like VR chat, but Survivor. (gasps) Survivor VR chat? Survive VR chat. chat. Survive VR chat. Survive chat. We'll agree on the name later. (laughs) But you take out all the hunger and all the survival if you're doing it that way. Or you have such an immersive VR experience that you do feel hungry. You have to take a pill before you log on to game, and that simulates hunger. Mm. Trust me, they tested it on five people. Three of them died, but two of them were fine. Tight. You haven't watched that much alone, though. You should watch more. Well, I keep falling asleep. It's really started good. at two a.m. What am I supposed to do? I like to watch things at night. Okay, me too. But I fall asleep <laughs> at night so as well. Tired. I am so tired at night. So what a concept! Tired. You're tired at night. So Long day. It's nighttime. Time to not sleep. And says if you're Jenna. Me, never. Don't 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 go to sleep. Can't do it. I. I love the the late nights where I don't have to wake up in the morning for anything. Uh, you know, I can sleep in, and I'm, and I have a decent amount of energy when we get in bed. And I'm like, 
let's watch some TV. And I like we really crank out like episode after episode and we're having fun and then get a snack. That's fun to me. But that's like maybe once a week, maybe if I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Most times it's like, all right, alone's on. Okay. Four oh. seconds in. No, my favorite is... My glasses is are kind of hurting me. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> Julian will we'll be watching a show and he'll be like, oh, promise me you won't watch too far ahead. And I'm like, you're going to fall asleep in three, two... Okay, so now I can't even watch five minutes of the show. Yeah, but you clearly don't struggle too hard with that dilemma because you do watch far ahead and yeah, everything. Hell yeah, I do. Because if I, if I had abided by all of these rules of you being like, don't watch ahead, I would have watched nothing ever. Ever. Or, or, okay, you know, I'm not even going to. To be fair, I would never watch a game like, or a show like Westworld or like Game of Thrones. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch that stuff without you. But yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to watch some alone before I fall asleep because you knocked out the second your head hit the pillow because you have a gift from God. That is you it can a gift? do that. Yeah, it is. I think it's a curse A lot too. of people have a really hard time falling asleep. I think I'm it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Because I'm not that way. Like, I'm so comfortable in our bed with you. No, I'm serious. Like, mm-hmm. in my situation. We don't sleep together. We're just friends. Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. In my cot off to the side of your bed, I feel very comfortable. But, like, in a hotel, I suck at sleeping. Mm-hmm. Every time I would go on last minute trips, I sucked at sleeping. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I slept three hours maybe every time. Yeah. And I would have to listen to the Sleep With Me podcast to fall asleep. Talk so it's like, yeah, I have to be in my nest. I have to be in my safety phones, spot. Otherwise, I can't sleep for shit. So I know what the feeling yeah. is like of not being able to sleep. Yeah. I just don't get it at home. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you want to watch some alone real quick? Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just lay here. Okay. Good night, babe. All right, good night. This is actually a nightmare I've had. Like I fall asleep while I'm live. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, did I fall asleep while I was live? Even though we're not live, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's like a stress dream. Yeah. Stop. Come here, baby. Peachy says the podcast is over because she just sat up in my lap. Uh, all right. Well, Peachy called it. It's not over till the little lady sings and she just sang. Um, She's on like a little timer down there. Yeah, it's cute. Well, actually, let's do a dual shout out to our favorite content on the internet. Daniel Ruffing. Amazing. Is that fair? Amazing. We'll link him. Uh, he just released uh, a Peachy song. He's been making songs about the dogs, about us, and they're all so incredible. And he's just so talented. So. Ooh. Give it a listen. Give it a watch down below. He did the peachy song. What is it called? It's something, it's something real cute, but it's 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 adorable. So check it out. That's like our favorite thing this week. Um, Absolutely. Also, I do want to say a lot of you, and this is our fault, but a lot of you were like, where the fuck's the podcast this week? A lot of you. Uh, in Twitch chat, on Twitter, just everywhere, where the fuck's the podcast? And it's partially our fault because we didn't explicitly say... Next week is Julian's birthday. We're not going to podcast. We had so many guests we had a lo- here. Yeah, we had a lot of shit. I think we were recording with Debbie. We couldn't think of it. Yeah. Um, so I want to say thank you for your patience. And sorry. sorry we did that. And here's another advanced warning, okay? There is a week at the beginning of May. I don't know the, the exact date. Uh, maybe May 1st or something. The week of May 1st, that Monday, no podcast. We were taking our, our first vacation ever. Ever. We never taking a vacation. We were leaving town leaving work and we are going far 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 not that far well, but I far think away it'll be may 6th there'll be no podcast right you're right it is may 6th 
May 6th, no podcast. We will be out of town on vacation. So mark your calendars. And when that Monday comes, don't be wondering where we are because we are on vacation. We're taking a vacation from everything. From everything. We are, we are really doing it up. But um, thank you guys for hanging out for another episode. And um, that's Kermit's Tale. Okay. Right here. See you next time. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.